Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Michael here. Um, folks, I'm not on this week's podcast. Colin and Stuart are taking you through the Lions game and looking ahead to the Bengals game and talking obviously about everything else that's happened over the last week. But it would be amiss of me to miss something of this podcast. Uh, I just wanted to jump on very quickly at the start of this and just talk very quickly about what happened last week with the passing of number 88, Demarius Thomas. I... I mean, I know any Broncos fan or any NFL fan would have been shocked by the news last week, shocked by what happened, and just, I guess just so, it's just so sad, you know. Um, I got up Friday morning, I watched Thursday Night Football, had no Wi-Fi on, nothing, watched the game, because it's on later here, obviously. Uh, watched the game, watched the Vikings win, and uh, I'll not forget it, I was sitting and I put my Wi-Fi on, on Twitter, and it just, from there, it was just hard to believe. And um, somebody that's 33 years of age, you know, losing their life, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of, the, of, the, of their lives up until that point, it's, it's so young of an age to go. And it's just devastating for, uh, for Demarius, his, his family, and, and everybody involved with Demarius. And do you know what? It didn't really hit me properly until the game on Sunday when the Lions played the Broncos. Obviously, it was a great win for Denver. and um, I think the last drive was like 88 yards, and that, that was amazing. And I think when we seen the tribute that was outside Empire Field and on the field as well, that, that hit me, and it just... it It's very, very hard to take, you know? It's... Um, 
you, you, I, I just feel for his family and I feel for, I really feel for Demarius. This is a guy that recently retired. If you watched his retirement video, how happy he was. It was clear from hearing about his upbringing, his family, his struggles, everything that, you know, he's he's lived some life, and I am, I'm I'm just, I'm I think I you know I would I think a lot of people feel like it's just just in shock, and uh, I guess for now all I'll say is this, he seemed like such a good guy off the field, and I like I I never met him, but from hearing people online what they've said, from hearing players, the fact that players from his old team from 2010 to 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, arrived in the Denver this weekend to, to pay tribute to him, to hear the tributes across the NFL from Peyton Manning to Tom Brady and, and the way that people spoke about him as a man, never mind a player, is one thing. But for me, Demarius Thomas is one of the first players that I really, you know, I guess fell in love with in this game. And... Um, I loved watching him play. I loved watching him play. And I think when he was in his prime, he was unbelievable. He was just... I, I know it helped having Peyton there, but he, he really raised the bar. And I think he was underrated. And we're now starting to see people come into their own and going, oh, do you know what, Demarius? He wasn't bad, was he? He was fantastic. and he, he'll, he'll, he'll be in the ring of fame... I think there's an argument for Demarius being in the Hall of Fame, and I think in time that hopefully please will happen. I've seen a few people saying that they're that they're not sure about that, but I think for me, I think take away everything that's happened the last week or so, I think his career is deserving of that. He was one of the best in the league at his peak for a concerned or a considerable period of time over four to five years. So, I think there's definitely a conversation that needs to be had there. But the reality is, a young man's lost his life, thirty three years of age, and Demarius Thomas, um. All we can really say, and all I can really say now is, Demarius, rest in peace, and all, all the very best to your family, Demarius, over these next few months, weeks, and years. everyone welcome in to the dublin to denver podcast on mile high report delighted to be joined by Stuart roach this week no michael McQuaid. he might drop in later on but he is uh, caught up doing other things so it is Stuart and i this week uh, obviously it's been something of a tumultuous week in broncos country uh, we did not get to, to talk about DT last week. The really tragic news broke after we had recorded the, the podcast. And Stuart, I suppose, uh, going to, to you first, some of your, your memories of DT and, and his time with the Broncos? Yeah, desperately sad news, Colm. Um, you know, I, I think I, I turn on the phone fairly early. Uh, the morning after it happened and you know you're kind of bleary eyed checking things you're kind of going that looks like Demarius Thomas why is that and then it's like oh no and then I, I, I a sort of a flood of messages came in despite the fact that this was seven in the morning like friends and stuff and yourself and family members you know who were also Broncos fans sort of said you know this is such terrible news you know he he what was interesting was I'm sure we'll touch on 
uh, what a phenomenal player he was and all those iconic moments that he has. Um, what was interesting, I think, was that everybody who spoke about him went out of their way to say, yeah, phenomenal football player, but an even better person. And, you know, I think there there's a bit of lip service paid to that stuff at times. Um, and it kind of reminded me of the stories about Roy Keane, who, you know, he he kind of knew who the players who went to the uh, the charity to the gigs for United that had to and the ones who kind of went out of their way um, to go to the ones that weren't so well documented. And I think Demarius Thomas kind of struck me as somebody like that. Um, and particularly, he seemed to have a great affinity with kids, um, you know, with like the the foundations the Broncos have, teammates, you know, Peyton Manning spoke about it, Tyler Columbus spoke about how close he was to their children. He, I think he, he let Tyler Columbus' son hold on to the Super Bowl trophy all the way home on the plane. You know, stuff like that when the cameras aren't rolling, that that stuff is, is uh, you know, that comes from within. And, you know, and, and Demarius Thomas didn't have the easiest childhood. I think it's well documented as his mother had some difficulty with law, you know. So just a really desperately sad story somebody who was so so young um and you know it was it was fitting in a way i think that you it was great to see the sort of the the the, the remembrances beforehand the fans outside you know there were shrines there was artists that were kind of doing some really amazing graffiti and stuff like that and and the, the whole city seemed to get behind demarius thomas the whole nfl community seemed to get behind the guy which i think speaks volumes for just what a, what a good person he was, you know. I mean, there's been amazing players, amazing wide receivers in, in the franchise, in the NFL, but he seemed to have a rare combination of somebody who was incredibly athletically gifted, but also just a pretty damn good person as well. And so it just makes it even even more sort of heartbreaking that, that uh, we had to wake up to that news last week. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg... This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I would echo everything you've said i think what's also a testament to dt is it wasn't just broncos country it, it was the whole league but it was some of the players that he would have played against or played with for such a short time i mean we saw tom, tom brady come out and, and speak very lovingly ab about dt and that wasn't just brady doing it because it was such a tragic occasion he had posted about his friendship with dt previously and there was a video i don't know if you saw it when dt was with the jets and brady went to, had met him before a game and handed over a gift to him so clearly he's a guy who impacted across the league and i thought peyton's words saying you know he was a hall of fame caliber player but he was an even better person is something that really resonated and a really fitting tribute from the the broncos you've highlighted um you know what went down i suppose before the game but to start the game with uh 10 players and i think that was patrick smite's idea and he told vic and uh vic went to the lions and dan campbell agreed and Kudos to, to Dan Campbell. I think that's a, a testament to his understanding of, you know, being a former player himself. 
and you know really classy gesture from the the lions to to do that you'd like to think every franchise would but there's no guarantee that they they would so you know kudos to the lions on that and kudos to the the broncos on really lovely uh, tribute video before the the game obviously then the, the first play and um you know for a guy who to lose somebody at 33 i think that that is what's hits you so hard you know everybody's life will 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 end but 33 is no age and you you pointed out you know difficult upbringing both his mother and his grandmother were in prison and, and didn't get out until um kind of 2016 for his mother so to only have five more years with her son that's really really heartbreaking and um, you know, or definitely you you think about the the Thomas family at at this time and, and wish them well. And we know that the players have have undertaken um, some charity work and, and, and giving to to his foundation, which is really good to to see. So um, you know, and 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 I I've no doubt that this won't be the, the last time the Broncos honor DT because he was such a, a big part of Broncos country. I suppose moving on then to the the game uh, oh, itself. Just one, one, yeah. Sorry, one thing, Colin. What, what I found interesting, and it's always a shame when you you do this sort of almost after the fact. But you know, I know a lot of people, um, you know, in Facebook groups and stuff would have sort of quickly, you know, after the initial shocks that you put posting highlight videos, you kind of forget just how unbelievably talented a wide receiver he was. You know, because time has passed. It's you know, Super Bowl 50 was 2015, which was kind of his 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 sort of his heyday. And I know he didn't directly have a huge impact. It was interesting because the, the Super Bowl that we lost to the Seahawks, DT was on course to break the, I think the the, the, the single game record he may have done, I think it might've been equaled since, uh, in a game that the, the Seahawks, you know, dominated from start to finish. In a game that we more or less dominated the second time, the, the second Super Bowl he was in, DT didn't really have much impact apart from a sort of a critical pass interference call. Josh Norman, who threw him a bit of, bit of shade in the, in the subsequent seasons. And DT, I think, sort of ended that by just posting a picture of his Super Bowl ring, which was, was tremendous. Uh, but he was such a good player. And he caught passes from a, a wide variety of talent when it came to the quarterback position. I think... You know, there's two iconic moments. There's the uh, the touchdown against San Francisco where Peyton Manning broke the record. Um, but obviously there's the, the Tebow moment, um, which I think, you know, uh, it's still one of those moments that give you goosebumps. I don't think any of us will ever forget where we were at that. I mean, most of us was down in the living room very, 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 very late uh, <laughs> if you're an Irish fan. But that was incredible. And even though it ended, you know, inevitably the following week, in new england that was that was the sort of the exclamation mark on an incredible season for a broncos fan yeah we knew it was kind of fundamentally flawed with tebow but still it was incredibly exciting and he dt had the the he had the the highlight reel of that season in that one play just incredible and you know if anything it kind of made me go you know what i'm going to go back and look at players highlights before it's too late to celebrate them when they're alive do you know what i mean it's it's kind of you know so i'll be going back and i'll be looking at eric decker and i'll be looking at you know no sean moreno players like that because it shouldn't have to be after the fact you know when, when it's too late so you know it, that for me was was one of the it's not a, you know 
obviously it's 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 still a devastating loss but it was great just to go back and, and see how good he was in his prime what a phenomenal player i mean i know rod smith has all the broncos records um for a wide receiver but dt was it was right up there for me rod smith he was just an incredible talent just brilliant yeah really magnificently talented wide receiver and that Steelers game is obviously the the highlight, uh, you know. But there 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 are many others. A couple of brilliant catches against the Seahawks, obviously the um, the game against the Cards, but m- many many others. In terms of the the game itself, though, on uh, on Sunday against the Lions, what did what did you make of it? Um, any any takeaways that you have from it? It was a difficult one, calm. I think because. You know, you, with all due respect, the Lions are exactly what their record says they are. Um, I know they got a, an emotional jolt from winning their first game last week. Um, whatever kind of juice they got from that um, was quickly uh, dissipated by the fact that virtually their entire team was wiped out by COVID and injury. And, you know, so if you say to me the Detroit Lions, I immediately think of two players when it comes to offense, Hawkinson and uh, DeAndre Swift, both of whom were nowhere near the starting, uh, the, the, the lineups at the weekend. So I think what, what may have been an interesting, sort of slightly tricky game uh, that the Broncos needed to kind of be careful with you know, any idea that this was going to be a contest was over, which was unfortunate for the Lions, you know, it would have been interesting for them to to take that bit of momentum forward. They'd absolutely no chance um, given, I mean, they probably had no chance anyway, but given the amount of injuries and COVID related um, players that they were missing, that, 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 that was kind of, you know, there was very, there's very little to glean from beating a team that's as depleted as that. Um, you can only beat what's in front of you. I think the only thing I really took from it was that it was great to see the Lions, regardless of their injuries, cannot defend against the run. Um, and uh, Pat Shermer to give him his dues. And if, if regular listens, listeners to the podcast want to sort of, you know, get the time and the date as to when I said that, it's it's the uh, it's twenty five to four on. Uh, on a Tuesday afternoon, um, but they just ran the hell out of the ball. You know, Javante and Melvin Gordon, who are a really effective one-two punch, let's be honest. I think Melvin Gordon was sort of saying he really likes being in Denver. He doesn't think the fans have taken to him. Um, I mean, in fairness to Melvin Gordon, he didn't offer himself that contract. He merely signed it. It wasn't his fault. Um, you know, and I think Melvin Gordon has, by and large, apart from one or two fumbles, has been a really successful uh, pickup for the Denver Broncos. Javante Williams is, is, is an outstanding back as we've been beating the drum all year. So it was great to see they they just ran it and ran it and ran it. And then they ran it again. Um, Teddy was Teddy, but it didn't really matter. Um, I think we can kind of touch on something that came out, broke the day about Teddy, which was to me more interesting in some ways than the game itself. Um, but, you know, the defense showed up. It was good to see Pat Sertan continue um, his trajectory upwards. Simmons had a phenomenal interception. Um, Shelby Harris was making some plays, you know, which which hasn't been as prevalent this year as it was maybe last year, but it was good to see. Draymond Jones, I think, got the stats to back up how well he's been playing. You know, I mean, I think he, he's been playing really well, but he may not necessarily have shown up on the stat sheet. 
this weekend he absolutely showed up in the stat seat and it's it's that was really good to see because he's been having a very quietly been having a really excellent season hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, I think, you know, you've, you've summed up there. Really depleted Lions team. The only thing I would say about the Lions is you can see that they are playing with, they're playing for Dan Campbell. Um, in, in a way that the, the Jags are, aren't doing for, for Urban Meyer. And it was good to, to see the, the running game and that one-two punch that we have and to see them utilizing that. I, you know, the other, the Justin Simmons interception was, was fantastic. I, I think I would say, you know, that's probably the, the play of the day on defense. And Simmons has been really, really outstanding over kind of the last five, six weeks in particular. But definitely against a, a Lions team that really didn't offer a, a whole lot, particularly um, in the, the second half. Stuart, looking ahead, game against the, the Bengals, enormous game for, for both of these uh, sides. Whoever wins this is, is in really with a, a good shout of, of making the playoffs, but essentially the, the loser very likely goes home, especially as it's a AFC on AFC. What are your thoughts ahead of the, the game against the Bengals? Yeah, this is a this is an interesting game, Colm, I think, because as you say, like, I, you know, we don't have much going for us in the way of tiebreakers against the teams that are probably going to be in and around us when it finally shakes out. I think Kansas City now are are ominously cranking into gear. I think they they didn't seem to um, take too kindly to the uh, the Raiders' very ill advised pre game move to uh, have a a wee dance on the uh, on the <laughs> on the logo in the middle of the park. So uh, to me, the 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 winning this um, winning the AFC West now looks uh, beyond us. So I think you're probably hoping for a wild card. So at the moment, Cincinnati are sort of one position ahead of us in the um, the AFC standings. We are two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. we're 10th in the AFC as we speak. Uh, the Bengals are ninth. The Cleveland Browns are eighth. And then the Browns would have a tiebreaker on us. So as you say, you kind of really need to win this game. Um, now it is at home and the Bengals have an awful lot of talent on their team. They've got some... You know, they've got two very dangerous wide receivers. They've got Joe Mixon, who kind of does a little bit of everything and he does it well. Um, they have weapons, whereas obviously the Detroit Lions have very few weapons and the ones that they have were injured. So unless there's an outbreak of something during the week in the Bengals camp, you are going to be placing a very, very dangerous offense. Joe Burrow, uh, you know, looks looks like the knee injury hasn't impacted him hugely. Um, the one thing I would say about the Bengals, Colin, they're, they're always a good watch, to be fair. Do you know what I mean? When you look at the Bengals, they're interesting games. Like, they don't, you know, they're not, unlike our lads, they don't seem to be in, under any impression that it's 1986 and 17-14 is going to get it done. 
the other side of that is the Bengals seem to lose games that they really shouldn't be losing. And they seem to also give themselves an inordinate amount of work. Like Bengals came back really well last weekend, but they, they kind of fell just short, which is kind of a little bit of a microcosm of their season to a point. Um, you probably know more about their defense than I do, Colin, but I, I looking at their offense, I would say the, the Broncos defense needs to play as well as they have been playing in the last couple of weeks um, because this is going to be a real test. Um, I don't know what the Bengals are like defending against the run. Uh, I'm hoping that they're not great defending against the run because that to me is, is the way to keep going. This is the strength of the team is the running game. You've got two really good, very complimentary running backs in Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, who's now beginning to become something of a household name for his tackle-breaking ability. Lean on that. Don't try to get Teddy to be something that Teddy is not. You know, the days of Teddy throwing 40 times a game, they really should be over now. This is the identity of this team. You know, there's, what, four or five weeks left in the season. Um, but, yeah, this could be this could be a bit of a nail-biter. Um, I, 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 I'm I, sure we'll come to our picks later on, but I, I would find this a really difficult game to call um, so I think effectively we're almost now in playoff uh, mode, really, given the way the season has gone up to this point. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to this game. This is probably a game that I've been looking forward to more than most this season because I think this could be a real, you know, a, a humdinger. But tricky, 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 tricky for the Broncos. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big test for this Broncos team. The Bengals have, as you've outlined, a lot of offensive weapons. And in Joe Burrow, they have a, a really fantastic young QB who has come back from serious injury. He's tough. He hangs in there. Got a, 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 an injury against the, the Chargers, but, you know, hung in the game. Didn't seem to impact him at the, the weekend when he led them back in the, the fourth quarter. And Jamar Chase had a really excellent game against the, the 49ers. Their defense is suspect. They give up a lot of points. This is a defense that created the Mike White era in uh, New York for that brief, brief moment. It is also a team that gave up uh, forty over 40 points to, to the Browns and over 40 points to the Chargers. The thing about that is they while they, they gave up a, a lot of yards on the ground to the Browns to Nick Chubb against the Chargers, it was really Herbert through the air that diced the diced them up. Teddy Bridgewater is not Justin Herbert. So it will be a fascinating battle. I think both of these sides will feel that they're certainly, you know, more than capable of winning it. The Broncos open as favorites because they're at home. Um, and because the defense has um, play, played well, but the the Bengals are more than just Burrow and Chase. They do have, have um, other options, and so it will be interesting to see how the, the Broncos can contain them. We did see Patrick Sertain struggle a tiny bit last weekend against uh, Speed. I, I'm wondering if you'll see other teams look to put their fastest guy um, on, on Sertain, if there's one area. Now, look, it, it didn't impact, and it was just a slight concern given, you know, he has been very good um, overall. But I am interested to see, I suppose, what 
the the Bengals might might do, um, and I, I do think it will be a, a fascinating battle. And with both with so much on the line for both teams, uh, because you really need to stay in it. That's not to say that the winner is definitely going anywhere, but you have to win in order to to stay at least in the competition. So Stuart, the, the time has come then. If if I'm to, to put you on the spot and ask for for your pick for this game. I think the Broncos have to win one of these squeaker games. I think I think they really do. And I I, I do think, as you're saying, that the Bengals suspect defense to me is the reason why. I think if the Broncos stick to the game plan that they have used in the last couple of weeks, which is to run the ball well. I think the Broncos should win this, but I think you're looking at 24-21. I, I, I think this is going to go right down to the wire. Yeah, I think this will be a very, very close game. I, I think you're you're probably realistically talking nothing more than a field goal in it, but I, I do. I think the Broncos are, are capable of winning this one. It's at home. That one-two punch is serious. We have, you know... I, plenty of receiving options uh, even if we're not taking deep shots <laughs> yeah. but the, the options are there and look the the defense is stout so i'm going to go with the the broncos to to win it as well um stuart i want to thank you for taking the the time to to join me on on today's podcast to remember dt and his contributions and uh you know to to look ahead to the the weekend's game want to thank Mile High Report. Uh, anyone listening, you can uh, check us out, give, a, give us a review. Uh, that would be fantastic. You can find Michael at uh, Michael underscore NFL. Stuart is on Twitter at PurpleHeartTC. And I'm at Cullum from Cork. We will be back next week when I think we will have a real idea of um, where this uh, Broncos team are at and where our playoff hopes lie. But for right now, thanks for taking the time to join us and we will chat to you next week. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.